stranger. Take a seat by the fire, rest your weary bones. For here, we serve mead, meat, and dragon tails. Gather round, good people, gather round. For let me tell you a story. I, Elazar the Story Weaver, have seen all, have heard all, and will tell all. For tonight's story begins! Now, not far from here lived a soft-spoken farmer named Samuel Evergreen. You may have heard of him, or not, no matter. For he lived with his second wife, Evelyn, and her spoiled rotten daughter, Brianna. Samuel also had a child of his own blood, a most caring and well-mannered daughter, whom all the locals in the village, and himself included, loved and admired. Her name was Charlotte. Unfortunately, she was not loved or treated well by her stepmother, Evelyn, or her lazy, rude child, Brianna. She was always blamed for everything that went wrong around the farm, and got small thanks for all the trouble she took to help out. Nothing was ever right, and everything wrong, in whatever she did. But if truth be known, that girl was worth her weight in gold. As she was unselfish and good-hearted, and judged not those around her. But still, her stepmother did not like her, and the poor girl's days were spent in weeping for it was impossible to live peacefully with that woman. Now, that wicked shrew of a woman was determined to get rid of that girl by any means, fair or foul. And kept saying to Charlotte's father, Send her away, Samuel, send her away. Anywhere that my eyes shan't be plagued any longer by the sight of her, or my poor ears tormented at the sound of her voice, Just send her out into the fields and let the winter do her in. In vain did poor Samuel weep and implore her pity, but she was firm as a rock, and he dared not trifle with that woman at the risk of his own life. So one fated afternoon, he placed his darling Charlotte in a horse-drawn sled, not even daring to give even her a blanket to keep herself warm, in dread of the wrath he would no doubt encounter from his evil stepwife. I know what you're thinking. What a weak and sniveling man he was. Now, there he drove poor Charlotte out onto the bare, open fields of the frozen forest. Then the anguish and remorse, he pulled her out of the sled where he kissed her and left her there to face the cold night ahead. With tears in his eyes, he drove his sled home as fast as he could that he might not witness her miserable death to the extremes of winter's bites. Deserted by her own flesh and blood, the poor young girl sat under a fir tree at the edge of the forest and began to weep silently. As hours passed, she heard a faint sound of something or someone moving from tree to tree and the sound of cracking fingers as it went. When she spotted the source of the sound, it was the great king of winter, king of frost. At length, he reached the fir tree beneath which she was sitting, and with a crisp crackling sound, 
he alighted beside her and looked at her lovely face. Well, my lady, he snapped out. Do you know who I am? I am King of Winter, King of Frost. All hail to you, O great king, answered the girl in a gentle, trembling voice. Have you come to take me? He replied, Are you warm, my lady? Quite warm, King Frost. Thank you for asking. She answered, though she shivered as she spoke. Then the king stooped down and bent over the girl, and the crackling sound grew louder, and the air seemed to be full of knives and darts. And again he asked, My lady, are you warm? Are you warm, you beautiful girl? And though her breath was almost frozen on her lips, she whispered gently, I warm, my king. Then King Frost gnashed his teeth and cracked his fingers, and his eyes sparkled like diamonds. And the crackling, crisp sound was louder than ever. And for the last time, he asked her, My lady, are you still warm? Are you still warm, little love of mine? Although the poor girl was so stiff and numb, she could only gasp. Still one more cookie. Now her gentle, courteous words and her uncomplaining ways touched the great king of winter. And he had pity on her. And he wrapped her up in his furs and covered her with blankets. And he fetched a great box in which were beautiful jewels and rich robes and garments embroidered in gold and silver. She put one on and looked more lovely than ever. And King Frost beckoned her to ride with him in his sled with six snow-white horses till someone comes for her. The very next day, back at the farm, Wicked Evelyn was waiting in the kitchen for news of Charlotte's death and preparing a funeral feast for finally being rid of her so that Brianna would be the one an only child of this family, and rightfully so, as she had always thought. While preparing the meal, she said to her husband, Samuel, you had better go out and find your daughter's body and bury her before I start smelling her in the air. I don't want her in death to vex me too. Now, just as Samuel was leaving the house to find his body's daughter, a raven flew in and blocked the door and began to speak to Samuel. Your daughter shall live to be your delight. Her daughter shall die this very night. Hold your tongue, you foolish beast, scolded the woman. There's some meat for you, but you must stay. Say, her daughter shall have as much silver and gold. His daughter is quite frozen, quite stiff and cold. But the raven ate up all the meat and said, your daughter shall wear a crown of ice on her head. Your daughter shall die unwooed and unwed. Then Evelyn tried to coax the raven with more meat and to terrify it with blows. But it squawked on, always repeating the same words. Hours and hours it went on. Till suddenly, 
The front door creaked, and it flew open, and a great heavy chest was pushed in through the door. And from behind it came Charlotte with her father, radiant and beautiful, in a dress all glittering with silver and gold. For a moment, Charlotte's stepmother's eyes were dazzled. Then she called to her husband, Samuel, saddle the horses at once. And take my beautiful Brianna to the same place you left your worthless returning daughter to. That she can come back here, magnificent as she rightfully deserves. Not like this pitiful, wasteful of space standing here all dressed up like a polished turd. Quick as lightning, and with a glint in his eye, he replied, Yes, my love, I shall as quick as I can for you. Once again, you are right. For Samuel well knew the full story of how Charlotte survived and was gracious to the great king of winter. For now here she stood alive and well and back here where she belonged, not like his wife and Brianna. And so Samuel took Brianna later that morning and left her at the same tree which poor brave Charlotte had met the king the night before. An hour or two had passed after Samuel left Brianna under the fir tree. When the great king came past, and looking at the girl, he said, Are you warm, my lady? What a blind old fool you must be to ask such a question. She answered angrily and with much spite. Can't you see that my hands and my feet are nearly frozen, you idiot? Knowing not whom or whom she spoke to. Then King Frost sprang to and fro in front of her like a madman on a grave, questioning her and getting only rude, arrogant, rough words in reply, till at last he got very angry and cracked his fingers and gnashed his teeth and froze her to death. But back in the farmhouse, her mother was waiting for Brianna's return, and she grew impatient. She said to her husband... Get out the horses, Samuel, and go and fetch my beautiful Brianna home. But see that you are careful not to upset the sled and lose that chest and my daughter. But once again, the raven flew in through the open door and began to squawk, saying, Your daughter is frozen quite stiff and cold, and shall never have a chest full of gold. You lie, you wicked bird, scolded the woman. Look here, there's some meat. Now say... Her daughter shall marry a mighty king. Your daughter did marry that mighty king, but unwooed and unwed. Over and over again. At that very moment, a blizzard-like storm blew in the door and burst out all the farmhouse windows. As the snow and sleep dissipated, there in the middle of the field outside the house stood frozen Brianna, with a Christ crown on her head. Evelyn rushed out to meet her daughter. And as she took her frozen body in her arms, she was chilled to death too. And with a snap and a crack, the wind picked up once more, and the great Frost King took his trophies away, for he takes all whom don't give him respect. Now, as you have gathered, not all lived happily ever after. But Charlotte's father, from that day on, never remarried, and his daughter was always respectful, even though her father left her to die. For strength of character and forgiveness will always hold true, and manners and not haughtiness can save one's lives. 
The tale read for you tonight was The Story of King Frost by Andrew Lang, available via public domain. Rewritten and dramatised by Warren Bussinger and Chrissy Bussinger for the Meat, Mead and Dragon Tales podcast 2020. Voiced by Warren and Chrissy Bussinger 2020. Alazar the Storyweaver and Fenwick the Tavern Keep, created by Warren Bussinger 2020. Intro music, Magic World by Arg Sound Background Music. All other sound effects mixed by Warren Bussinger 2020. This has been a Meat, Mead and Dragon Tales podcast and is currently a not-for-profit podcast. The stories told here are for free entertainment. Thank you and see you on the next episode.